0: I use my sourdough starter. I don't use my discard when I'm making cookies, and I maintain my acidity in my, my feedings. So I'm never really gonna have a super sour. If I'm looking for that, well, then I'm gonna look for maybe a grain that will be a little bit more active, faster, and maybe leave it to bloom a little longer. You know, maybe not take it at 10 hours, maybe take it at 15 hours, and see how the flavor is changing and imparting on the cookie dough.
1: This is The Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative trailblazers in our sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. On this episode of the Sourdough Podcast, my friend and sourdough cookie extraordinaire, Alexandra Allen, joins me to talk about her Love Cookie Sourdough Company, Conquest of the United States. We discuss her unique path to success from her Persian and Puerto Rican heritage to her world travels. Alex tells us about the inspiration she draws from her sourdough community, as well as from nature and her love of foraged fungi and heirloom wheat. Just a quick note before we start, I do want to apologize for the quality of my voice recording on this episode, both to my guest and to you, the listener. I always strive to produce the highest quality content for my audience, so I was disappointed, to say the least, when I realized the poor quality of my recording, especially since I recorded two interviews in a row with David Keisel and Alexander Allen. Thanks to Caleb, my editor, for salvaging these conversations. I was afraid they were a loss. They are a bit rough, but I wanted to honor my guests and their time and talent by still sharing our conversation. Luckily, they sound great and talk more than I did. I hope you still enjoy. No supporter shout outs this episode, but if you'd like a shout out on the podcast, head over to the sourdoughpodcast.com and click on the support button in the top right hand corner. With your donation in any amount, not only will you be helping make the next episode of your favorite podcast possible, you'll get a shout out on the air for you and your bakery. So head over to our website now, and thanks for supporting the podcast. And now, here's my interview with Alexandra Allen my guest today is alexandra allen alex is the baker behind wild woman bakery and those jaw dropping sourdough cookies you keep seeing everywhere on instagram alex is also the creator of love cookie dough company and now distributes her cookies throughout costcos around the country alex joins me today from gainesville florida as we speak together for the first time and discuss her story our sourdough community and her recent business success Alex, I'm so happy to finally meet you and and talk with you today.
0: I'm so happy. This is amazing. I feel like it's super overdue and like, you know, we've known each other on Instagram for so many years and I feel like I've seen you grow as a baker. I've seen your family grow, your children grow up, you know, so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing how we can connect, this community can connect, you know, uh, being Caddy Coast on, you know, we're on different sides of the of the states.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, I just I, I always kind of go through, especially with the, these. You know, sometimes I talk to people I don't know, and then sometimes I get to like finally be face to face with people who I've been in, uh, interacting with for years. And and so I like to go kind of do a little uh, history lesson, like go through our little messages and see, you know, like what we've talked about over the years because we've been we've been messaging. I realized since like 2017. Yeah. Um. I mean, and you know, as far as like for me, like that's almost the majority of the time I've been baking. You know. And, mm-hmm. And just, uh, you know, you're definitely one of, like, older bread friends.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, you know, you've always been there, like, with an encouraging comment or, Aww. like, an emoji high five. <laughs> and so I've always appreciated our, our, our you know, social media friendship. And so it's, it's great to talk with you. Um, totally. I know you and Bonnie go back a ways, probably f- further back than that. And... Um, yeah, I, I she's definitely... Like, Okay.
0: She, she's definitely someone that I followed early on. Um, yeah. I felt like I could relate to her being a mom and, um, being also someone who was is self-taught and, yeah. you know, go by books and, and really just that passion that dro- drove us, you know? So, and, um, she's just a wonderful being. So, yeah, I yeah. just, I felt that energy, that connection straight away.
1: Yeah. That was so, like, there's, there's like uh, Dozens of people out there, like you, me, Bonnie, and yeah. Josh Berg. I, I yeah. feel like if, if we all had, like, a big room, we'd all just, you know, if we all live closer, do we all hang out with each other all the time yeah. and, you know, yeah. amazing food? And
0: There needs to be a future retreat or something for us bakers. I've always thought about it, but it would be so cool if we got, like, a campsite, you know, and, like, oh, you know, wow. yeah. like a wood-fired oven and just did, you know, pizzas and, you know, yeah, just bread blast. and talked yeah. and, you know, California has the best places and majority of you guys are there. So,
1: Hey,
0: (laughs) Hey, I'll fly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, that'd be a blast.
0: I know one Uh, day, maybe.
1: Yeah. Um, so all that to say, like we've been, we've been talking, we've been messaging for years. I've been watching you grow as a baker, a cookie guru. Um, (laughs) I I don't really know a whole lot about you other than like, you know, what I see online and then a few of the messages we've sent back and forth. I know you're in Florida. Uh, you're, you're an amazing baker and cook. Um, you're taking over the world with your cookies.
2: <laughs> but
1: uh, can, you, can you tell me and our listeners a little bit more about your background and kind of your journey into baking? Sure. Sure. So I come from a super food
0: centric family. My family, uh, we owned a restaurant in South Florida, a Persian restaurant. So I'm half Persian, half Puerto Rican. Okay. Okay. Everybody in my family is. Everything is associated. We we are known as foodies. We love food. We love hosting and getting together and just doing everything related to delicious artisan food. Um, so, I have always been someone who's baked since a very young age. I remember I was invited to go uh, travel in um, the UK, and to save up some money, I sold around my neighborhood brownies uh-huh. and cookies and and just you know, to have pocket change and stuff like that. But I've always been interested in baking. Um, let's see, going back. So after the restaurant, I moved to, after college, well, after high school, I moved to Spain. And I worked really? in uh, the south of Spain in Alicante. Uh, I was working with gitanos, gypsies, romas, and teaching them how to read and write for about eight And from there, I got really, I mean, the European culture and the Spanish culture and pan con tomate and everything like that I really was always just intrigued and inspired Uh, After that, I lived in Bolivia and that's when my passion for foraging started I lived in Santa Cruz, Bolivia And over there, I was an English teacher for grades K through 5 And I always cooked Yeah, I always cooked and I worked around children Um after that, what year moved, was uh,
1: that? Bolivia?
0: Bolivia was 2003, okay. 2004, and in 2005, I moved to San Francisco. Okay. And I moved to San, that's when the sourdough journey really began. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I moved to San Francisco. I was working in Pizzeria Delfina, which is right next door to the original uh, Tartine. And um, I was a massage therapist by day and working as a waitress by night, you know, to pay my bills and everything like that. Um, So I really got into baking more and doing things. But there wasn't there wasn't this Instagram. There wasn't that community where you could tap in. So I would go to the public library. I would go different places. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. research and There there were many failures before there were successes. My first sourdough looked like pancakes, but boy, was I proud. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So after I lived in uh, San Francisco... I moved back to Gainesville. My sister was living in Gainesville and she said, come back, come back, live with me. You can stay in my closet because we were waiting for a roommate to move out. I lived in her closet and uh, I started working and I met my husband here Uh um, on on (laughs) match.com. He Uh was my first date Uh and um, he was doing his PhD in entomology and I was very much so attracted to wow, this guy has the commitment on lockdown, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> me, I, I considered myself such a hitano, like, you know, going from place to place and really yeah. a social butterfly and a butterfly of many ways, you know. So um, when I met him, I was originally supposed to go woofing. Do you know what woofing is? I so don't know what is. it is World Organization of Organic Farming. And I was supposed to start in the top of Italy all the way to the south working. And I had it planned out month by month. I was going to be working on different farms. There was, you know, a goat farm. There was a farm that made just soaps. There was a farm for lavender, a tomato farm. So when I met him, you know, my parents were like, listen, Italy will always be there, but Mr. Ryan Allen may not, you know, and (laughs) I met someone who loved me for the crazy, spontaneous, vivacious Alex that I am. And Mm -hmm. it's not an easy thing to do, you know? (laughs) So, um, when I met him, I said, listen, if I can't go woofing, I want you... Because he's from Arkansas. I said, I want you to experience San Francisco. Mm. I want you to see the farms. I want you to see... The, I want you to taste the food. I want yeah. you to experience California because California is a dream. To me, it reminds me... I'm a Florida girl and I have my pride in Florida. But I, if there's ever another opportunity to move out there, I would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because um, we lived out there for... Man, we lived in San Francisco... Not very long, but then we moved to Davis, Sacramento. Oh, really? And oh, yeah. I didn't know you
1: spent time in the, in the Valley. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 We, we, um, so his territory, uh, covered, um, all of, Northern Cal all the way to Washington and over to Montana. He covered is it, 70 is states this for his job.
1: Or? Yeah, he's like, in
0: agriculture. Okay, yeah, okay. he works in agriculture. So uh, he works closely with all the UC Davis, UC Berkeley, with all the farmers, the wheat farmers, the wheat oh, scientists. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow! Wow! That's, that's yeah. I
1: mean, there's a lot of dots connecting there yeah. for me. Like, it seems like Somehow you, I mean, even though you're in Florida, like your yeah. his, your, your history, <laughs> like you're all in the same circles almost as as me with our you know Sacramento yes. grain shed, and, mm-hmm. and like the California Grain Commission, and Claudia, have you ever ta- met, met, met? I haven't Claudia, met her, but I know right?
0: who you're talking. Yes, yeah, Bob, yeah, Claudia. All yes, up in I know. Sacramento area. Totally.
1: Well, I mean, so I mean, it sounds like you know you you come from like a, a rich. Family food tradition. Um, I, I, I was. I have questions about your gardening and just like yes. foraging, and so it sounds like you were going <laughs> to pursue that, like
2: you know, <laughs> seriously
1: for a while there before uh, your husband uh, changed your your direction for a while. Because <laughs> um, I, I of cool, because I remember when I was doing that little wheat patch in my backyard, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, you know, you're giving me all these.
2: <laughs> tips <great> on <laughs> tips
1: and planners. I'm like, wow! I bet she must come from a, a wheat or a farming background. So, but his, your-
0: his father is a seventh generation wheat, wow. soybean, and rice farmer. They used to. Um, this was his. Uh, he retired four years ago. He was 45 years in. And wow. if you look back, we looked at the you know the Ellis Island statement and if you go back, it all
1: signs farmer, farmer,
0: wow. farmer, uh-huh. farmer. So they are a, that is ingrained literally in them. Yeah, Well, yeah. that's so
1: cool that you and your husband share that passion, passion for food and for agriculture. And like, I've seen like your gardening and like, uh, it's, you just, I mean, it seems to me you live in like a, a tropical paradise <laughs> there in Gainesville and just like, it's just like, color explosion your Instagram feed because of like just the the mushrooms and the the uh these what are they like little oases emerald lagoons and hidden (laughs) creeks and dazzling beach sunsets um can you tell me a little bit about where you live right now and, and like how um like what is your relationship to your to your backyard, your land there. In sure, absolutely.
0: So we moved to Gainesville. There was a job or- opportunity for him to move up here. Uh, we moved to Gainesville six years ago. And Gainesville, what has always attracted me to Gainesville is the, the lushness of the trees. Mm. It is full of trees. I'm talking about live oaks, Spanish moss, uh, lichen everywhere. There is fungi. We are known as the mushroom capital of the South. Wow. Definitely. You know, we have the Chanterelles. You know, from June all the way to September, we have hen of the woods. I mean, it's just a paradise for foragers.
1: How uh, far if, do you have to walk to my front yard? All of that?
0: Wow, my front yard—like it's ridiculous. The first year that I moved here, I noticed, and and mushrooms are symbiotic with the trees, so I noticed that with the live oaks, there would be patches of chanterelles in my front yard, and on a really rainy year, I could have a pound just in my front yard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The chicken of the woods mushroom, you know, the really beautiful orange uh, grows on my fence line. Wow. And I'm just like, this is crazy. But, um, that's what has always brought me. See, I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale or what is known as Weston, as far west as you can go to the Everglades, but oh. Weston is suburbia. Okay. I appreciate it. I love it. It's where I grew up. And before, when we moved there, it was only 6,000 people. Now it's about 70,000 people. Wow. So it's definitely exploded. Um, so when I told Ryan, when we had the opportunity to move back, I said, listen, let's go to Gainesville. It has great schools for the children, lots of parks. It's a, it's a college town. Mm-hmm. so i can compare it to chico i can compare okay. it to you know in that sense like it's a very community feel um it's small town you can get around everywhere in a bike uh farmers markets are great it's just it feels like home you know mm. um and you can grow so many things so we grow year round
1: here i didn't see that it's gorgeous <laughs> like, like i was so surprised like you know california is like you can find a, a more set or different, yes. you know, a climate where Mediterranean and so it's just everything has to be irrigated or, or you yeah.
2: know,
1: <laughs> you have to be way up north to grow anything with the rainfall. But like, yeah, Florida is just like, you just constantly yeah. the that humidity That's and a- the rain and the, it's just constantly...
2: That's
0: something that surprises people. Is that year round we have uh, rainy season year round. We meaning we have um, lushness all year mm-hmm. round. Like my husband was recently at a meeting and everyone was from the north, meaning like Dakotas and stuff. And you know it stops. He's like, I'm in Florida. <laughs> we don't stop. <laughs> yeah, all the time. So
1: how how has foraging and, and having access to like the climate that you have, has that like informed your baking or like, is that affected how you've uh, approached?
0: I've definitely, once I was, my best friend is a, is really the, uh, she is someone who I can go to as a guide. She's someone who I met here Um 14 i'm thinking it's about 14 years ago she actually runs a foraging company in north carolina oh, cool. and they work with different students classes and stuff and she is someone who i was inspired by What's her Matt,
2: name?
0: becca rebecca becca. jopling yeah she goes by beck beck jopling yeah and she's in Asheville, north carolina um She is someone who really... She and I were uh, originally backpacking 14 years ago in Machu Picchu and stuff like that. And uh, this is pre-Ryan, pre-getting married. But uh, what was interesting is that going into what you were saying, as I was learning about what mushrooms were edible, what mushrooms uh, could... um, not react because there are certain mushrooms like the hen of the woods reacts to sourdough and to gluten. It's crazy. It almost attacks the gluten and it doesn't, it breaks the structure. I was having I was having like my mind was boggled because the lion's mane mushrooms work beautifully. So a lot of times what I'll do is I will forage different things like chanterelles. I will forage lion's mane. I will forage um, the chicken of the woods. I will dehydrate them all and then I will mill them with all my grains and and then i'll do a test of each one individually as a sourdough starter so i will test the strength you know to see and i know that certain like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna mill spelt and maitake i might as well forget about it because it's gonna be soup you know it's not gonna work for that's anything so,
1: that's so interesting because i've never really thought about that i've never seen that sort of combo mushrooms right. and bread but if you and I'll show you how limited my biology knowledge is about you. Know, uh, yeast is a fungi, right? Right. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. And
1: so that's what we're using for sourdough yeast and bacteria. Right. And so it would make sense if you're, you're throwing like a fully matured like fungi plant or it's not a yeah. plant, it's a fungi uh, that it would affect how it It was grows eating
0: and- it. It was crazy. Wow. I would see it bubbling and then I would see it kind of, it would do the peak like three times, but by the time I would want to use it, which, which on another, let's say I was just bread flour and lion's mane, I could use it perfectly for cookies, for making a batard, for making bowls. you know no way the the maitake and the spelt was like soup and I couldn't use it and I still, I, it, it you know, I wish I knew some, maybe I could find a mycologist here that works at the University of Florida because it would be really cool to see it in, And um, I should just ask my husband, to see it in a microscope
1: yeah, and what and what's is. going on yeah, in there. There's, know, there's some sort of battle going on be- between, like between
0: the, the yeast and the fungi, <laughs> the, good,
1: the good yeasts that we're used yeah. to using for bread and then the the, the, the whatever, the native uh, exactly. mushrooms going out there. They, they're like, yeah, we'll eat this flour, but it's not, we're not going to do what you want. <laughs> With it, you know
2: yeah well, that,
1: that's so so interesting i've never again i've never heard of uh, people using mushrooms in their shower but you dough. might want
0: to check it out you know i'm sure you get um there are probably tons of i know you guys have the most fabulous farmers markets but you might want to check out you know just drying like let's say trumpet mushrooms or drying some oyster mushrooms and then milling it you know one day and adding it to your bread and you, seeing what if is you it, can
1: what does it add that you are, it's attractive I, I, for you like, a, for like me, an umami flavor or something well
0: or? It, it really depends for me i know the nutritional background of mushrooms is super great for your intestinal tract mm. and just like the the um the benefits of it are great for your stomach and your gut health mm. so for me I don't sense unless I'm roasting it, it's it's such a different process. If I were to roast it and then add it with like polenta and olives and stuff Mm. like that, then you're going to get the umami because you really get the umami when you're adding the fat, you know, like you're like, you're getting the Maillard reaction if you're roasting.
1: Yeah, they really take on the usually flavor of everything. Yeah. Yeah, what you're cooking them with. Yeah,
0: like if you're using soy sauce or if you're using uh, brown butter or anything like that, or herbs. You know, they're gonna Mm. take on that flavor. But um, yeah, I I do it mainly. I think it's for me. It's uh, the benefits for health and gut health, and just um, knowing that one more thing that I can add that's gonna be more amazing to it. Mm, You know, so.
1: I've definitely seen that evolution, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. of of the complexity of your your foods and (laughs) goods like evolve over the
2: years.
1: (laughs) So we've talked about travel. You've traveled a ton um, and it's obviously uh, influenced your baking and your passion for food. I saw as far as like bread and in baking goes, I've seen that you've got you've made your way out to California a lot, obviously. Mm -hmm. Hung out with Bonnie and Josh Mm -hmm. Berger of Mm -hmm. of Josh Fox Bread. Yes. He's kind of like my go-to, like Josh, what am I doing wrong with my mixing? Or Josh, like what whatever I need to do here? And he's always been really helpful. He's a wealth
0: of knowledge. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Absolutely.
1: You've been in, uh, spent some time in England with yes. uh, Vanessa Kimball, right?
0: Yes, absolutely, at the Sourdough School. Yeah. So
1: have you been, I mean, I assume you've been like picking up knowledge here and there, like classes. You've been taking classes and, stuff yeah, like
0: that, I, I actually, um, many years ago, I actually ran the Sourdough Club for two years. I ran the Sourdough Club oh, for Vanessa. You yes. ran it though? You I ran lived it. there? No, no, no. I ran it on Instagram.
1: Oh, on this? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, club. Yeah, the, club. Oh, God, the
0: club. So I, that is where I met a lot of, you know, and I think my knowledge also, a lot of people would ask a lot of questions and therefore I would have to research and then get back to them or, you know, after you hear a question many times, it's just becomes ingrained in your head mm-hmm. or, you know, especially when people are first starting out, you know, there are so many things and, and that's what I tried to do is just be, befriend people who, when They're first starting out, they will feel intimidated, you know, Mm -hmm. and they'll and uh, you don't want someone to give up. So if you can teach someone how to bake one loaf of bread, well, then you know that they're going to be able to teach someone else and also feed their family you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what you want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, I, I helped Vanessa with the sourdough club. And then in turn, I went there and, um, I got to go to have classes for free, you know, right. and, and, and learn from other people and, you know, just be, um, uh, You know, connected with even An even even broader uh, sourdough community Internationally Mm -hmm. So Campbell, Campbell's like one of my good friends uh Yeah, 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 yeah. we we talk on WhatsApp all the time (laughs) Yeah, Michael James He's also a good friend Yeah, so all of you guys, you know I consider you guys my bread family In many ways You know, sometimes it's easier to talk to those that you have the similar passion with and then can get back to, you know, your regular life.
1: Mm -hmm. So, what, uh, when you hung out with Josh, what were you guys doing up in Arcata? I
0: was, I wanted, yeah, up in Arcata and Humble. I wanted to see exactly how it was that he ran his cottage bakery. Mm. Uh, I was ultimately expressed that this man can put out such volume. You yeah, know, he is a powerhouse by far. And I, I wish for him one day to have his bakehouse, you know, maybe bakehouse slash where he lives, you know, because he could do more. Mm-hmm. He could do it more, you know, and his community is very, I'm, I'm very supportive of him. Super, yeah. you know, and he's he's amazing, incredible, incredible baker. And like we were saying, a wealth of knowledge and just he's got years of experience Mm-hmm. you know yeah, he comes he from really a super is... fine fine dining and french you know culinary french background in that sense mm. so but yeah he's awesome yeah
1: so it's so cool you've been able to like interact <laughs> yeah. with so many people you know in person and, and and just absorb all of this knowledge that our community so freely and, and generously like shares um certainly easy to see how it's, it's kind of shaped your craft and Um, totally now it's it seems to me that cookies has always kind of been uh, kind of your uh, goat that's how you started let me tell
0: you this let me tell you this in the sixth grade I couldn't pass algebra to save my life my mom's gonna (laughs) kill me when she hears this but she probably knows this already they had to put me in algebra 1a 1b because you know how sometimes something just doesn't click and for me it was that the spaces with the X and Y. And I kept saying, like, when you would mix the letters and the numbers, it just it wouldn't match for me. Uh, so I brought my sixth grade teacher, Miss Elba Rudy, two dozen chocolate chip cookies. OK, let's just say I passed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you found a way to get around to the Yeah. <laughs> and you I learned passed. a life lesson there.
0: So. <laughs> I learned a life lesson that cookies will get you in a lot of places. Uh-huh. But she knew that you know she knew I was I believe a point away. I was one point away, and I went to night. I went to night classes. I went to the early morning tutorings. You know, and it just it wasn't clicking for me. And it's just something in me. I know this about me. If it's not my passion, I won't even look at it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll just you know look away. <laughs> but after that, but I could you geometry like uh-huh. that i got an a in geometry but i could not pass the algebra so let's just say i never did algebra two <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well yeah I mean, that's I mean, that's like a, a, again it is a life lesson there and like it, it <laughs> has really it sounds like it's sent you on a track to, towards mm-hmm. you know where you've where you've come now and totally eating people and making making these beautiful cookie creations um yeah. Is that is that am I correct in that like uh, uh, your path kind of was cookies first and then into yes. breads and
0: yeah yeah definitely I've always see I've always baked cookies like my whole life um, so bread became when we lived on Guaymas Island which is the first of the Orcas Islands off the coast of Washington are you familiar with the bakery on Anacortes, which is called Bread Farm They have no. the famous shirts That say, make bread Not war oh, okay. um, And uh, so me and my daughter When we were living on this little island we, we would go to Bread Farm And I kept saying to myself I need to learn how to make bread You know, and they were on all 100% sourdough bakery Everything, including their cookies You know, so mm. back then I said to myself, well, you know I could make all of my cookies Cookies, which is sourdough no leavening mm. no baking soda no baking powder so that's really when I incorporated the sourdough into my cookies uh-huh. you know I took my I was in, in the search for what is Alex's perfect cookie well my perfect cookie is this crispy chewy on the oh. outside and gooey in the middle and I want it to be as outrageous as Alex and make him as big as my head you know so <laughs> yeah they are,
1: they are- personal pizza size like they are
0: I, I usually say they feed a family of four <laughs>
1: well no i mean like i've been working on your cookies here for a few weeks i've been <gasps> putting them in the freezer i cannot finish half of one alex like
0: you need to teach me moderation because that is my life lesson i don't know uh, it.
1: <laughs> no i mean my wife uh, can't she d- doesn't do dairy so they're like my personal right. little uh, stash I wanted to take a quick break from our interview to thank the main sponsor of the podcast, Wire Monkey, creator of the original UFO bread lawn. Wire Monkey makes the highest quality bread scoring tools and accessories that you've undoubtedly seen in the hands of bakers throughout our sourdough community. Whether you are into intricate scoring and stenciling the likes of at the gem the color or at Oak City Sourdough, or you're just looking for a dependable, easy-to-use, ergonomic bread lumb, Wire Monkey has what you are looking for. I use mine every time I bake. Wire Monkey has several LOM styles. They even have a sourdough podcast version in Walnut that helps support the podcast with every purchase. So go to thewiremonkey.com to buy yours online or find a reseller in your country. Now, back to the show. Well, let's just get into the cookies um, yeah. because they are incredible. It, it, let me just go a quick tour of, of some of your recent creations. There's, of course, the sourdough s'more cookie. Yes. Um, I You sent me some of those. There's the double vanilla bean marshmallow white valrona chocolate. Right. With fresh-milled Sonora einkorn and spelt. That's, That's one right. cookie. Uh, That's there's right. There's <laughs> the sourdough Oreos with nine grains. Yes. And three different types of chocolate. That's right. Uh, and then my personal favorite that I uh, someday will hope to experience, but yes. they're just it's just the prettiest cookie. It's just like you can't stop. You can't just be scrolling and, s- and not stop and like s- drool over It's the sourdough Lucky Charms cookie with homemade marshmallows and fresh-milled Sonora. You will be uh, getting
0: some. You will be getting some. St. Patty's Day is very soon, so you will be getting some. Just trust me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, oh man, they're just they're just beautiful. I've I've you sent me a package a, a care package a couple weeks ago, and I've again they're just they're everything I love about a cookie is they're chewy. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 like double down on the chewy with the mm-hmm. uh, marshmallows. Yeah which apparently are, are homemade. I didn't know you yes. made your own marshmallows. Um, they, But they have that crispy r- r- edge. you know, Right, it's like, the
0: ripply, buttery edge that's crispy. There's a perfect
1: combo of crispy, chewy that Thank I love. You. And they just, the salt hits you, the sweet, the, the chalk. Oh, man, it's just, it, it, all the levels are perfectly aligned. That with a coffee? It,
0: that with a coffee? It's oh like, man. you know, I, like, I know, I'll, dangerous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're they kind of like my midnight snack, and so like I can't be drinking coffee, but I need to go buy some decaf. So anyway, you, you, the, the, i again, but I've seen, I've kind of seen this evolution of your cookies over the years, and they just get more yeah. insane and more uh, amazing. And so you've, you've started. I mean, it seems like you've started to incorporate these different types of ingredients, sourdough. How, how long have you been you putting sourdough in your cookies?
0: Sourdough has been six years, six years, six years, yeah, and then, since like, 2016,
1: 2015, 2016. Yeah. Wow. And then like, yeah. I've also started seeing like uh, heirloom grains like Sonora yes. and Einkorn. How long have you been doing yes.
0: that? Um, probably three or four. Yeah. yeah. Incorporating because each, each grain reacts differently because my cookies are, you know, they're quite buttery. So you want to be able to balance everything. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're using 12 different grains, well, which grain is going to give out on you or which grain is going to complement? You know, I couldn't use a 50% Emmer cookie. It would be like a puddle.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
0: know yeah. so but i love the i love the different notes like in all of my breads as well like i'll just i'll use as many grains as i can order you know just to see i'm just you know i want it to be a rainbow of grains um
1: uh, that was a, a question from family crumb oh she, she was like what's your favorite grain to match so uh, she wants to know what your favorite grain to match with marshmallows but yeah just in the general conversation of like yeah heirloom grains and how you like to use them in different situations. Yeah,
0: I definitely love to, I always love to incorporate a rye. Um, So I'll take a rye. I love einkorn. If you open up einkorn, like your jar of einkorn, it smells like buttery, nutty, Mm. toasted chestnut. And like, I don't know, it just smells like the, best popcorn. It's just so gorgeous. Every time I smell it, I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, einkorn, rye, Sonora is definitely my friend, and she's been my friend for a long mm-hmm. time. So, I love those three with the marshmallows. Um, sometimes I call them my two blondes and my blue my blue <sighs> and, and my blue and like brown like friend, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So, because rye, you know, has sometimes that tinge of blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I definitely like to do those
1: three with marshmallows. Yeah. Does, now, does the sound- sourness uh mm-hmm. come through in their cookies do you notice that like with certain- no
0: you know i use um i use my sourdough starter i don't use my discard when i'm making cookies i know a lot of people use discard but i use my starter mm. when it's at peak it. so i will and i maintain my acidity in my in my um my feedings. So I'm never really going to have a super sour. If I'm looking for that, well, then I'm going to look for um, maybe a grain that will be a little bit more active faster and maybe leave it to uh, bloom a little longer you know maybe Mm -hmm. not take it at 10 hours maybe take it at 15 hours and Mm -hmm. see how the flavor is changing and imparting on the cookie dough so yeah I mean it's really all about experimentation and just seeing what flavor profile you're going for
1: yeah that's it's interesting because I Uh, My buddy John here in town has been growing Mm -hmm. uh, for just a year. He's on his second year this year. That's egg farms, right? Egg farms, yeah. Um, Have you cooked or baked with any of his grains before? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I haven't,
0: but I I drool over that wheat. I see that. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll have to to get you some from uh, the summer when you harvest.
0: I'll just come out there. I'll just come come out
1: sometime. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, no, that's, I mean, again, when it comes to these grains, like, I've you know, that was, Sonora was kind of the first grain I got my hands on. And that was really where I started, like, interacting with whole grains, right. milling my own grains, uh, heirloom grains. Um, I definitely wanted to, you know, incorporate that into my bread. Um, there were just not a lot of options around here. You right. know, there's one guy doing Yacor Roho, but I couldn't, mm-hmm. it was hard to access. I found a, a farm in uh, Brentwood, Frog Hollow Farms, that I had right. Sonora. Right. And so I just bought as much of it as I could use, and I had a stockpile <laughs> of it. And then uh, eventually, John w- w- made uh, some of his, and so I bought a bunch of his. I finally ran out of all of it, by the way. <laughs> but so I used I was using Sonora for the longest time in my bread, right. and it's beautiful. I love uh, it. Grain. It smells amazing. It's got this really creamy color and yeah. Uh, but it's not a high protein bread flour, right. you know. It's, right. a, it's I've always heard that it's ideal for cookies. It's ideal mm-hmm. for desserts.
0: It is. It's exceptional for cakes. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful in cakes. Yeah, and brownies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, it was just so funny because I had this. You know, I've been baking with it for a. Maybe a couple of years. Yeah. I feel uh, like it's been a few
0: years for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: But mostly Sonora. And so when I finally ran out of it and I switched over to like a whole red, a whole grain, like a red wheat, right. um, which is more traditional, I guess, for for baking, I was like, whoa, because I guess the color and then like the, the protein content. totally. Like, just, you know, it, it, yeah. I forgot, you know, what a red wheat versus a white soft yeah. wheat. Uh, yeah, the color we'll becomes on the yeah.
0: outside so... Like, the, the tones are red, orange, car- caramel, you know? They really lend itself. Whereas, like, a Sonora is much more yellowy, tan, you know, mm-hmm. blonder. It's much more blonde in yeah. that aspect. I'm, no, it's uh, beautiful.
1: I'm testing a hard white um, uh-huh. with... Um, it's, a, like, a UC Davis... Okay. ...breed. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm testing it for... um. Kristen Toll, Nan Kohler. Oh, nice. Uh, she sent me a big old pack. So uh, yeah, that I'm like, okay, so now we got a, a hard white that yeah. you have the best of both worlds in theory. <laughs> so uh, I'm baking that today. But it's uh, what I love about about these whole grains is like you have like a palette. Like Absolutely. Uh, you know, You're an
0: artist. You're Don, an artist. Don Gier yes.
1: talked about that and I was yeah. like that really he really opened my eyes to how you can approach yeah these whole grains whole heirloom grains and it's you've definitely done that with your cookies (laughs) and uh what is so when it comes to like your customers Mm -hmm. um well first of all do you, do you have a mi- micro bakery? How do you sell your...
0: Yeah, I, I run basically... So when I started here in Gainesville, a lot of it was word of mouth because I didn't have the Rothko yet. I didn't yeah. have, you know, the space. I have a small house. We live in a thousand square foot house and 500 of it is my kitchen and my bakery. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like when the movers came, I had 15 boxes for the kitchen and one for my bedroom. I was like, yes, I have half a, half a box of clothes. Thank you very much. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> opposite of most people (laughs) yeah priorities we got we got our tupperwares and we got our cambros in in order Uh so um basically it was all word of mouth and because i live in a college town i could you know talk to a few people at the gym i could talk to someone and people just knew me it's really funny in town they're like oh before it was because my my handle before was guaymas chica that's where i started my instagram because they used to call me famous guaymas for my cookies so i would crack up and i was like that's how they remembered how to say Guaymas Island. So uh, when I decided to make it more of a micro cottage bakery, I changed to Wild Woman Bakery because I'm out in the wild, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and a lot of people here in town, it cracks me up still. They'll be like, that's Wild Woman. That's (sighs) Wild Woman. I've seen her cookies or I'll be with a friend. And he's looking at his Instagram. He's taking a picture of my cookie and he's like, oh, my gosh, three people have already said, I know you're with the Wild Woman. Where can I find and her that cookies, is, you know, yeah. so it's become word of mouth, and mm-hmm. then what I usually do is when I have time, because, um, up until you know this year, um, with my two girls, they were Zoom schooling and everything like that, and so it's been just like when I, I have a story, I'll put a flash sale, and then I have my regulars who buy you know bread and cookies for me every single week. Do they and come these are up people, to your house,
1: or do you I deliver. You deliver, I deliver,
0: yeah. Gainesville is very small, so even if I go to the other side of town, I'm only going six or seven miles. Okay, wow. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, I can deliver. I'll go to the supermarket. I'll do this. I'll do that, and I got you. So a lot of the college students live on University Avenue, so it's just very easy for me to hit like five, six houses. So yeah, it's it's been really nice, and a lot of college kids just love my cookies on the weekends. So it's it's fun. Um, yeah
1: when you uh, well, the other question I was I was leaning into uh, was um when it comes to your clientele <laughs> college kids or what's their knowledge of these uh, heirloom grains and like, do they?
0: You know, very little. It? Do they
1: ask you about it? Like, I they're... think
0: for them, I think for them, it's about the wow factor of wow. This is a huge cookie. This yeah. cookie doesn't taste like any cookie I've ever had. I think they love the homemade marshmallows. That's a, mm-hmm. the s'mores is a very popular one with the with the college crowd. I, crowd, I think it's nostalgic. You know, yeah. we have that feeling of camping and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just it's it's for them. It's like, especially with this day and age, it's like, wow, this is a really out there kind of cookie. Yeah. You know, how can I get that? You know, it's kind of like having an underground eatery, you know, like uh, you know, where they have these, you know, where people, there's these people host dinners and you don't know about them till you know about them Uh so that's how my cookies kind of are you know and but
1: but I think it's so cool though is like you have the wow factor just by looking at this
2: thing it's it's a work of
1: art just to just to (laughs) experience visually but then you're you're using sourdough natural Mm. leavening you're you're incorporating heirloom grains you know so you're like you're, at, you're using these uh, great tools and also like, you know, educating people a little bit on like
2: yeah, what goes absolutely. into uh,
1: baked good and, yeah. and you're also supporting a local grain economy to totally. like, make these things accessible in the future sustainable.
0: Totally. Absolutely. I think it's, I think, you know, if it's some, it's basically, it's like, it's the cookie I would want to eat, you know? So it's like, how do I develop that and how can I make it so that other people can enjoy it too? Because I don't want just any cookie from the grocery store, even though I grew up in our, in our grocery chain, which is called Publix as a child, they had this thing and they still do. You go in it and the kids get a free cookie. They say, and it was the way, you know, you know, you, the way that the parents could do their shopping and the kid was enjoying either their sprinkle cookie or their chocolate chip cookie. Cookie, and you'll always smell them baking all day long. Like I walked in this morning, I was like, "Oh, I want a cookie."
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's such a cool. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And I've learned that, like, when you pursue, like, when you bake, you create what you would want that, like, people to experience. That yeah, because it's like. I, I just do sourdough breads at this point, yeah. you know, like cookies are in, intimidating to me, enriched breads like, you know, make my mind spin, Any yeast, <laughs> you know, and so like, but I'm passionate about sourdough and, and yeah. people really, when you, when you, when you follow that and let that lead you, like you're passionate about yes. food that you love, people see that and, and they want to experience that. Totally.
0: And, and yeah. uh, it
1: rubs off on them. And so.
0: Absolutely.
1: I see, and that. your breads
0: are gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, so beautiful.
1: Well, I have a lot of inspiration out there. Um, so, tell me, how did uh, Love Cookie Dough Company come into existence? I'm so curious about how yes. this whole, all this all happened, and and how I think your cost you're not in my uh local Costco, but I think mm-hmm. I can get in the car and drive a few minutes and be in a different <laughs> and find your cookies. So how did you, how did you get your cookies in Costco's across the country?
0: So the way that the cookies came about is that, and, um, This is a little bit of a background. So my father is um, he works for a company that is in Europe, but has connections with Costco. And basically they approached him and I and they were looking for a cookie. A cookie dough, a ready-made cookie dough. So I developed a recipe that could wow. then be transformed to the everyday home baker to do in their house. Yeah. You know, and we really wanted to bring, we wanted, they were looking for an upscale artisan cookie that wasn't mm-hmm. just your everyday cookie, something that had, you know, a flavor profile that was not just your typical chocolate chip you know so when this came about i basically wrote recipe after recipe after recipe tested a lot and then we brought it to market this year and uh currently we are in um the east coast so we're in from virginia all the way to maine every single costco and then in march it hits um the the East Bay, so or the Bay Area, so it will be um, in the Bay Area. area not there quite yet. Yeah. So, um, I believe it's going to be second week of March. They will be in the Bay area Costco's, which is exciting. And then who's to say, you know, SoCal and everything like that. So it's exciting, you know, just to get in Costco, I never thought, you know, it's a, it's a huge thing. It's It's a huge thing. It's, 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 you know, it's intimidating in many ways, but it's exciting. And I have the support from my father and my brother who are my team. And, um, it's been I wouldn't have been able to do this without them and my family. Are you kidding me? My mother, my (laughs) husband, like, you know how it is. Like when one person is doing this work there's a whole number of people behind them you know that are in the background making all the wheels turn so it's a group effort and it's a lot and it's been an amazing experience it's been a learning experience I'm sure you know to take it from something that you make in your house to do it to a huge volume like this I can't imagine it's it's mind-boggling you know
1: what was like like, what's a, a lesson that stands out in your mind of like developing something at that scale or?
0: I think that, um, you know, I will always, and that's the thing, the The quality will never change. Like I always wanted it, I want it to be the highest quality, but you have to realize that, um, how do I explain this? That it, you know, it may, you can't, you can't, I don't know how to dis- describe this, but you can't have your heart set on something that is gr- going in your micro. It's not going to be, it's, it's not the cookie that you got, but it's going to be the best darn cookie that you could find Yeah, in a that you could bake. So you, you understand what I'm saying? You're, like, you're
1: creating something that is accessible that everybody, exactly that, to you the can,
0: masses.
1: You know, people can create in their kitchen. It's going to exactly. look similar to what you can do with it in your kitchen. And exactly. it's not going to be like this, you it's know, not gonna uh, be Alex. Same to... size cookie that with you know. <laughs> the, I guess you could probably cook the whole you thing, could. the whole top, and make yeah. it a
0: cookie cake. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but I uh, know I totally understand what you're saying. Like, that yeah. that's a challenge. You know, yeah. Have so that, I had to uh, take
0: myself apart from that. You know, yeah. I had to say, you know, at the end of the day, what I want to provide and what we want to provide is a delicious cookie that yeah. can be baked at home that children can do, you know, mm-hmm. with a scooper, mm-hmm. roll with their hands, put on a tray and be absolutely uh, ecstatic when it uh, came. Out did of did the you oven. you buy
1: this cookie? No, I
0: exactly, made my, my own exactly, yeah. exactly. So but we never stray away from, because Calabay chocolate is used in it, you know, the best vanilla, mm. cage-free eggs, gorgeous wheat, you know. So, it. it you know, all the products, all the, all the ingredients, the ingredient deck is very important to me as well. You know, I wanted to say, you know, this is homemade or yeah. this is small batch made. You know, I want it to feel like that. You know, I don't mm. want it to feel like a mass-produced cookie. So, um, but it's been exciting. It's been such a... It, it's, you know, I still, it's surreal You know, yeah. it's like, pinch me, is this really Seriously. Happening, you know, so And it's even funnier when I see my face On the packaging, <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Because, you, yep. you know, exactly A lot of people before I had my face Bonnie was someone who told me, Alex, you need to Put your name, you need to put your last name You need to put a picture of yourself, you know On my actual Instagram, because For a while, it was something else, you know mm-hmm. So, um, you know How I am, I, I prefer showing you pictures of My cookies than I do of my yeah. face you know, so that was interesting to me. But you know, I think people people have a sense of wow, this is that girl. You know, yep. she's they the one know, making they the cookies. Know where this came yeah, from, yeah. Like, like absolutely. The There's that it. connection. That connection's made. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's been it's been you know super amazing, and I look forward to seeing. You know, I get messages every day of people baking it in their houses and mm-hmm. videos, and it's so that's nice. Just, yeah, that's what makes me happy. If they're if they're able to be successful with the cooking. it makes me happy, you know? So.
1: Has it um, opened up any other doors or or opened your mind to other options down the the road here?
0: You know, ultimately I would love in the future. I would love to have a little hole in the wall that baked cookies that you could get warm all day long. That would be awesome. You know, stick to a few great flavors and every day someone come and get 12 of these mini, you know, they didn't have to be huge. Because (laughs) in San Francisco, there's this place that I used to go the hot cookie and all day long, they would bake hot cookies. And that's something I remember even at midnight, if I was taking the bus back to my house, um, I would get you know, a a sack of beautiful hot cookies. So, you know, that could be down the road and, and see what happens. But I always, that's my joy is if I want you to taste them, I want you to taste them fresh. You know, I don't want you to taste them three days. That's why I was like, when I was sending you the cookies, I was like, please arrive on time, you know, because it's so hard in this day and age with the, with the, with the mail system. A package could get mm-hmm. lost and this and that, and you know, Florida to California feels like no, I can't. They are
1: great, and they I mean, they freeze really well. I've yes, been, I, I just took them out of the freezer, let them thaw That for is something
0: I tested minutes, too. And yeah, like, <laughs> <basically> <laughs> exactly the
1: same to me. Um, so, are, are there any? Um, so what are the flavors right now that are in Costco? You have two, right? Right.
0: Now, you're right. It's salted caramel, chocolate chip. And then there's oh. the triple chocolate, which is a dark chocolate base with the calabay milk and dark. Um, so it basically is like a brownie in cookie form and they both have, yeah. you know, flair de sal. So they are the, they are the sweet and salty, which Yum. keeps you going back because, you know, if you have something, you know this, but if you have something that's overly sweet for the palate, a lot of times you won't go back. You know, but if you have the salty and the sweet, you're like, oh, I got the little bite of salt. Well, let me go for another bite, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my whole thing. Yeah. yeah
1: any other flavors on the in the uh, future you know i'm
0: testing i'm testing out the uh funfetti cake batter uh, Mm -hmm. because a lot of kids i love that too and um i'm you know it would be beautiful if in the future i could also have a skew for sourdough you Uh, know a sourdough flavor in mm -hmm. there um maybe like a lemon cookie or just something that was you know completely different absolutely different something with swirls i'm always thinking you know because you have to then think of when they do it in the facility what what um, oh, machine are, yeah, yeah, what machine is gonna fill this container, these are things that you have to think mm. about, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you want to get it out to the masses. Yeah. So you got to realize what hoops you're gonna be jumping through. Uh-huh. But uh. I'm always I'm always, oh, uh, of course, you know a future Smores flavor with the actual co- uh, graham cracker bits, you know in there as well. Um, there's the peppermint dark chocolate, just a bunch of different things swirling in my head.
1: So I feel like um, there's some opportunity to go uh, do some collaborations with uh, Nabisco or right whatever the cookie company is and the cereal companies and do like a, you know, your Oreo yeah. or your uh, yeah.
2: Lucky Charms. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I would love would that. That
1: would be amazing.
0: Totally, totally. That would be amazing. No, but yeah. I can't wait for you to try the Lucky Charms ones.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, we got, um, let's see, a few other questions here. Um they tend, they are uh, music related, it looks mm-hmm. like, from a few of your your girls here. I um, got L Bread Shop and Sour South Micro Bakery and oh, awesome. Alchemy Bread. They all kind of have the same question. As yes. we kind of wrap up our, our time here. Those together. are my girls. We, we Those gotta, are my yeah, girls. Gotta make sure to hit these questions though. And a couple of them are kind of related. Uh, referring to nineties bands. Uh, <laughs> what what if you had to pick one, which would what would you be in? And if uh, if you have a favorite nineties uh, R and B jam. Oh my cookie, goodness! Which cookie does it remind you of? So I don't know. are You're always rocking out to some uh, early 90- night. I am stuck the in the age. 90s.
0: Yeah, uh, I will be it, 40 this year. So
1: me too. Me too.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah. When? When is your birthday?
1: August 5th.
0: August. So you're a Leo. Okay. I'm September 16th. So you're oh, right before me. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So sweet. Early 90s was our okay. was our, uh, decade. Um. What, uh, what's your favorite band? What's your favorite band um, cookie correlation? Favorite? Those-
0: oh, my goodness. Okay. Oy vey. Okay. So let's see. Favorite? Well, you know, now I'm, I'm trying to see. Was Biggie? I mean, was Biggie? Because was Biggie in 90s?
1: I think so, yes.
0: Because if I if I, if there was any song, it would probably be Mo Money Mo Problems from Biggie <laughs> <laughs> or Hypnotize. Um, I'm trying to see what else cuz I, I do love Nirvana. I do mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I remember growing up um, just I think it was 6th grade and it was really like just man, I I you know, you get me in the 90s and I'll I'll start going off, but <sighs> I just started
1: listening to a lot of Pearl Jam all of a sudden. I don't know where this week.
0: (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who else that, you know, I loved Blues Traveler because. I just I don't know I think a lot of a lot of things I, I I'll play a lot of 90s it's funny too they always joke about you know I'm stuck in the 90s and I still wear my <laughs> flannel and I still you know I, I, I just I think it's just so near and dear to my heart it was yeah. such a formative year those were formative years and those were years before high school where you're kind of like feeling out what what music feels mm-hmm. good to you but you know I think uh, I think I'm just gonna go with Biggie right now you know because yeah.
1: would that be a song you s- Snap along to Alchemy Bread wants to know, Bonnie. Oh
0: my goodness. And that sounds like um, an
1: inside thing.
0: Well, then. yes. You know, when I when I was a. Uh, um hanging out with alchemy bread and um she's she's been writing her book you know uh she would hear me in the kitchen dancing and snapping at to my headphones so she'd say what is going on and it'd be me dancing and everything (laughs) so yes i I would definitely i would definitely say yes i also love the bigotanias um who else i mean there's there's a bunch of other bands But, you know, it was such a great era. Such well, a you're great always, era.
1: You're someone that's it's always got music going on in the background, it seems, when you're baking. Yeah,
0: because, you, well, you know, that mixer. <laughs> you know <Yeah>. that mixer. You know that mixer. After a while, that mixer can get a little treacherous. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Alex, thank you so much. This has been such a good time. So, thank uh, you. It's been, like I said, we've been chatting for years, but to finally get to talk with you and just, like, hear hear about your journey from you face to face and it's yeah. just it's been so cool I, I hope Thank we get you. a chance we, oh, like that reminds me, we were supposed to do a, a cookie class in yes. March 2020 out here I know. in Marista with Bonnie I
0: know that was
1: like one of the first uh, fatalities of the I pandemic I know and, totally uh, and
0: they actually they literally cancelled I, I got this I had never seen this before but the, I got this email that was all in red like flagged and everything and it was like your flight is cancelled like oh. the, that was like right when it was like you know because up yeah. until like uh, a week before, we were still kind of keeping our fingers crossed mm-hmm. and hoping and seeing. But you know what? There may, there may, you know we we've always talked about wanting to do it again. And yeah. I'm I'm no stranger to California. So yeah. when we well, have it, you know maybe, you will know about it.
1: Yeah. Well, it was at the time it was just like, well, oh, we're going to cancel, but you know we'll get it going soon, right? So, and, right. And, and, and that soon happened turned into two years now, yeah. and so hopefully we're getting back to close yes. close to where you can get back in the, in the plan and totally out and hang out. That'd be so, so that much would be fun. amazing. We'll Lots have to of, cook
0: too. Yeah. We'll have to make a lunch with it. You know, right. you just have to promise to bring one of your loaves so oh, I yeah. can try. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I I'm in. I'm in uh count me in. I'm there. Come back to California. Well, Maybe San Francisco. We'll do a little like, yeah, that would be I, awesome. That would be, we can get, we could probably get a handful of people to meet up in, in the Bay. Justin like, Humble. In city. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We can all, that'd be a good meeting place if you were to come out. So that
0: would be amazing. That's always where I fly into.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, where can people find your cookies? Uh, How can they find out if it's there in your Costco? Sure. So how far um, do you, how far do you mail your cookies?
0: So I, I mail my cookies um, even internationally. I have been known to do that to the UK and, um, Italy and France, but it's usually national, you know, because I want to keep the integrity. So, but um, if you want to find my cookies um, in Costco, you can uh, look up the item number, which I am going to get to you right now. So the item number is 156- 2543. And with that item number, you can look and see exactly um, where it is oh, cool. um, on the website. You can look it up and you can also call a Costco, your Costco. Yeah. Write a
1: little note and say, get these in. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love it I love it yeah so and then if you wanted sourdough cookies from me then you would just find me at wildwomanbakery at gmail.com and or my Instagram and send me a DM and you know I am happy to send anybody who wants cookies oh. so yeah but thank you so much I've really really enjoyed this and oh, like I said I feel pleasure. like I feel like we would have been friends in high school
1: <laughs> I, 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 I feel the same thing it's like
0: yeah, all,
1: all these guys At least people, it's just like, (laughs) we should all. Live in the same town, it totally would just be a party all the time. I'm
0: telling you, one day we're gonna have this bakers retreat. I think that would be so cool. That would be so cool.
1: Yeah.
0: So.
2: <laughs>
1: all right, Alex. Well, thank you so much, and all right, I can't Mike. wait to share this with everybody. And congrats on all your recent success with the cookies. Thank you. And I hope you take over the world with your cookies. Thank you.
0: Thank it's you happening. so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Alex. Yeah. All right. I will talk to you later.
0: Alrighty. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening. The sourdough podcast is produced by Michael Hilburn and edited by Caleb Sexton. All music is by Weston Perry. Thanks again to our main sponsor of this episode, Tyler at the Wire Monkey Shop. You can find music and products by clicking on links in the show notes of this episode. And be sure to head over to thesourdoughpodcast.com where you can find exclusive recipes from our guests as well as cookbook and gear recommendations, previous episodes, and more. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell a couple bread friends. You can also support the podcast by purchasing a Sourdough Podcast t-shirt, coffee mug, or UFO LOM at thesourdoughpodcast.com backslash shop. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.